Hello and welcome to the Yuha UP podcast. My name is Yuha and no, that is not a stage name. This is a fitness podcast where I try and help you along your fitness journey, often using mobility interventions to help you break through barriers or plateaus you've been struggling with. And if you're like me and believe that improving joint health should be a part of your routine, this is for you. Do you think one-legged squats increase or decrease the chance of a knee injury? Before I go on, what is your prediction? Do you actually think it does or do you think it doesn't? I think that a lot of people, before I give my opinion on this, I think that a lot of people would probably say yes. Um, I think the average person would say something like, oh, one-legged squats can put a lot of pressure on this part of your body and you should only do it under certain set of circumstances. Other, you know, there are people that kind of will look at it uh, from like a reductionist standpoint, just kind of like a, from a fear standpoint. In, um, but I don't think that is the direction that I think we should take. Um, if we kind of step away from like the one-legged squat, just in general, two people can do the same exercise and get a different result. Like, if you watch, uh, like, there are pictures online where, like, people will show what it looks like when, like, a baby goes to do, like, a bodyweight squat, and they move effortlessly through a full range of motion, full depth, uh, good, safe si- good, safe spine position, there's no valgus in the knee, etc., and they stand up, they're great, they sit back down, they can, like, grab things they can control the ranges but on the other hand if you ask a middle-aged office worker who has not consistently worked out since their college days to do a squat you might see a combination of different things you might see lack of physical literacy they just kind of don't feel super comfortable in that range there might be joint cracking or popping and someone may think oh darn it you know this never used to happen which can definitely be discouraging for a lot of people. And um, they also just may be lacking in certain ranges of motion. Like if you ask if you ask someone to go into a full depth squat, to like sit in the bottom of their squat, some people have much more range of motion and some people do not have a lot of range of motion. So some people may end up feeling almost tight and like they are lacking some coordination in that. But... Does that make a squat bad? No, it just means that some people are not ready for that variation of a squatting. Or, yeah, it's just, there's no such thing as a bad exercise. It's just a person who's not ready for that said exercise. Um, the likelihood of injury is much more correlated to the readiness or like the capacity, the joint health the likelihood of injury is much more correlated to like how ready their joints are for the activity that they do rather than the exercise themselves. Especially if you consider exercises that have like external loads to them, like lifting with barbells, lifting with dumbbells, using machines, etc. Like when you add external loads, there are just more variables that you have to account for. So, that's not to say that bodyweight exercises 
make you foolproof of being injured, but there are less things to consider, so they are generally safer exercises. But how do injuries actually occur and how does it relate to a one-legged squat? Well, the general equation for when an injury happens is if the load going into a tissue exceeds the load-bearing capacity of that tissue, then you have injury. So if your hip can only handle a certain amount of force and going into a single leg squat puts you in a position where that hip has more force than it can handle, then it'll be injured. In the same way, like for a lot of people when they when they push themselves too hard, people will like at the end of like a set or something will also try to push the last final reps, but some people push past fatigue, which can be okay, but pushing past, say, compromised form just means that your body cannot handle that load at the end of the set. So they lose range of motion, but they push through it anyways, and that puts themselves in a compromised position, increasing the chance of injury. Does that mean that does that mean that pushing through fatigue will always result in injury? No, but when you push past fatigue and you allow form to denigrate and you still push past that, then you are increasing your chances for injury. Uh, so with an example like rolling your ankle, like I said earlier, have you ever rolled your ankle but felt fine shortly afterwards or rolled your ankle and then like actually had a legitimate ankle sprain? If you've experienced both of those, then that is an example of the above description of the force going into a tissue if it exceeds that tissue's load-bearing capacity, then you have an injury. Um, your joints have a certain amount of load that they can handle, that they can take before they become injured. For a lot of people, it's very, I mean, it's its obviously a very difficult thing to measure exactly, to say, like, it's very difficult to say, like, my patella can handle this many units of force, my tibial internal rotation can handle this much units of force. It's very difficult to measure it, but just in general, if you've done something to a joint and injured it one time, but you did something to that same joint another time and it didn't get injured, then that's an indication of the above description being correct. Um, somebody rehabbing an injury is going to have a much lower threshold, though, compared to someone who is otherwise quote-unquote healthy. And luckily for us, we do have control over how resilient our joints are to injury. Training and articulation properly can make it feel almost bulletproof. On the flip side, if you ignore training your joints, if you ignore prioritizing making your joints healthier, making your joints stronger, increasing your kinesthetic awareness, improving active range of motion, then you're accepting the fact that your joint, that a specific articulation that doesn't get trained, it will atrophy over time. And something that atrophies, the movement quality is going to get worse. The capacity for it to just express movement is going to go down. Um, like if you just don't ever train your ankle, then over time, things that involve your ankle are going to feel awkward. They're going to feel uncomfortable. And that's a common mistake that people often don't do anything until an injury occurs. People don't usually factor in how important, I guess some people maybe call it prehab, but a lot of people don't necessarily prioritize 
strengthening something so then when accidents do happen, they're better prepared for it. Because every time you do an exercise, your joints are put through kind of like this pop quiz where you're object, you know, where you're making a subjective decision of uh, about what weight to use and you're just hoping you're you're using your judgment as to <clears throat> hoping that the weight is heavy enough to challenge you and to help you get stronger or to reach your goal but not so heavy that you injure yourself and this does also include bodyweight exercises the risk of injury is much lower in bodyweight exercises, but it's not zero. That's why you can get a lot of people can do push-ups, but some people need to change the position of their wrist because they don't have 90 degrees of active wrist extension. So for some people that go into a push-up and force their wrists into a position that they cannot control actively, their arms, their chest may get stronger, their upper back may get stronger, but they're putting their wrist at risk in that example. So you have to be aware about what your physical capacities are and stop blaming the specific exercise. Um, it's really important to look within to learn what your body is ready for. And if you look at your body's strengths and weaknesses from a joint perspective, that can make so much of a difference when it comes to making a decision on what to do next. Because your quadricep may be strong enough for a single leg squat, but do you have enough ankle dorsiflexion to control yourself in that position? Do you have enough control at your knee? Can your patella track well enough? Can you have enough kind of eccentric strength in tibial external rotation and hip external rotation to control the lowering phase, that eccentric phase of that? If your joints aren't resilient enough in that position, then you're asking for potential problems. Um... So to learn more about your joints, I'd highly recommend going through a full body CARS routine. CARS stands for Controlled Articular Rotations, and it challenges you to move each joint in isolation through a full pain-free range of motion. Because healthier joints and more resilient joints are going to be better prepared for the exercises you choose to do like a single leg squat. Thank you for everything today. If you have any comments, concerns, feel free to check out the comments or the description and I will leave all the resources there.